And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Gather around the radio, secret agents, and thrill once again to the exploits of Canada's top nutty-busting super spy. Our one-man second front, scourge of saboteurs and terror of profiteers and oppressors alike. The foremost freedom fighter of Canada and her other lesser allies. The Red Panda. This episode, The Case of the Dynamite Dame. Our story begins within the familiar corridors of Panda Division Headquarters, to which the Red Panda has recently returned following last week's death-defying escape through the Swiss Alps from the smoking remains of the secret Axis Kung Fu training camp of the dreaded Singing Nuns Light Armored Division. Let us go now to the office of Colonel Sparky Fitzking, coordinator of all secret operations, where a meeting is now taking place that will change the life of the Red Panda forever. Ah, Major, a great pleasure to finally make your acquaintance. Colonel Fitzking. You seem a trifle taken aback. Can it be that no one prepared you for my uh, condition? No, sir. By which I mean they did, sir. It's just that it's one thing to hear and quite another to see, sir. I mean no offense. Believe me, Major, I am quite accustomed to such feelings among my officers. While it is true that I do owe much, both for my condition and my position as head of secret operations, to my relationship with the Prime Minister, let me assure you, Major, that I am an active administrator and my authority is total. Any officer who is unwilling or unable to accept orders from a large golden retriever has no place at secret ops. Do I make myself clear? Sir, although I have spent most of my career as a field agent, I assure you, I am well familiar with chain of command. If it helps at all, while working as a quadruple agent, I did once spend four weeks under the direct command the Reichstag Wolfhound. The Wolfhound was more machine than dog, Major. And I'm not sure that I'm greatly comforted by the example of a superior you assassinated. But I appreciate the thought. But that mission would... Stop secret, yes. You've been working for me for longer than you realized. Now, as the new head of Panda Division, we'll be muzzle to muzzle a lot more often. So I suggest you get used to it. Sparky, Sparky, here boy, here boy! Uh, one moment, Prime Minister. I suggest you begin your new duties by meeting with your... Top man, he's turned. Come on, boy. The Red Panda. You know one another? We've never been formally introduced. Come on, Sparky. We've got to get to the banana patch before the sausages melt. Ooh, hello, mother. Uh, this is not your mother, Prime Minister. This is the new head of Panda Division. An honor, sir. Mother? Look, Willie, why don't you wait in the car? Here are the keys. <laughs> and remember to crack a window for yourself. Now, Major, if you will excuse me, I have to take the PM for walkies. I must keep up appearances, you know. Colonel Fitzking, the Prime Minister, sir... Just another secret to be kept, Major. One of many. I suggest you concentrate on familiarizing yourself with your new department. Yes, sir. 
You'll find the red panda in Dr. Handbasket's lab being debriefed. I consider it extremely important that you two get off on the right foot. As do I, sir. Good. And, uh, Major? Sir? Knock first. Red Panda reporting for duty, Doctor. <laughs> Why, Doctor? What is it? What's wrong? Why, nothing, Red Panda. Nothing at all. Please do come in. Awfully in here today, eh? What? Why, whatever can you mean? I'm just happy you found the time to stop by the technical wing at all. I know how busy you are. So that's what this is all about. You're sore that I've been back six hours and not been by until now. Well, I'm sorry for that, darling. I was having a bullet removed. How's that? You've been shot? Not exactly. You see, during my last daring escape, I was able to smuggle a top-secret Axis prototype out of occupied territory. A new disintegrator bullet with a hefty explosive-charged boot. I'm just glad the in-flight meal didn't set it off. You mean to say you swallowed it? But why? Pure necessity, my dear doctor. There weren't any pockets in the habit I was wearing, and the darn thing wouldn't stay in my garter belt. I beg your pardon. A long story. Oh, Red, you're such a romantic. Am I forgiven, then? Not just yet. That will cost you a dinner. I'll gladly pay that fine. Shall we go? First, let me show you what I made for you while you were away. Mmm, a cherry cheesecake? Close, but no cigar. Here it is. Why, it almost looks like some sort of electro-pulse weapon, but... It's so small and lightweight. It just can't be. But it is. I call it the Zap Gun. It's modeled on the old electro cannons Panda Division developed at the end of the last war. But modern technology allowed me to produce this self-charging, pistol-sized version. You get to conduct the field test before we produce them for the other Panda agents. Lucky me. I guess it pays to have a friend in the gizmo department. In more ways than one. Just let me get my coat. Say, that reminds me. I should stock up on manlinite while I'm here. Be careful, Red. Remember, one dose every three days is the absolute maximum. The risks are far greater than you could possibly imagine. I've read the reports. And I've seen the results with my own eyes. Manlinite 990 is not to be trifled with. It's just too dangerous. So am I, Doctor. So am I. But there are times when even I would be done for without the 20-minute bursts of strength and speed that your brilliant compound provides me with. And in those circumstances, there isn't always time to count the hours between doses. Just promise me you'll be careful. And take this. A hip flask? We've started suspending the compound in a solution of maple syrup. We can't risk the Nazis analyzing a captured tablet. I'll send my dental bill to the Ministry of Defense. What if someone wanted to share the contents of my flask? Just be sure to give them a double shot. That should hold them about 30 seconds, then duck. Sound medical advice. Now, about dinner... Hello, what's this? Business? Yes, for you. The new commander wants to see you in her office now. Her office? That's what it says here. Watch your step, will you? Looks like you'll have to take a rain check on dinner. And I'm sure I'm in no danger from the new commander. It wasn't her I was worried about. Private, let me know the minute that the Red Panda arrives. Red Panda here, Major. Sir, Red Panda, we meet again. Again? You may remember me as Agent 3 of the Red Army Brigade. Of course. We met in Portugal, in the underwater grotto of Professor Kelp. No, in Spain, in the burnt-out remains of that old farmhouse... The Agent 3 you met in Portugal was a free French triple agent stealing my cover. Much like the red panda you encountered in Spain. He was a Swedish pretender with a dime store red mask. I dealt with him in the time-honored fashion. Duel at sunrise. Cobra down the pants. And it was more like three or four in the afternoon. I caught a later flight. Enough! 
It's clear that two people in our line of work will never be able to sort out their pasts. If we are to work together, we must be able to trust each other completely. Absolutely. And if it helps, let me just say that I was very close to your predecessor. Very close. Putting 36 bullets in his brain and three in his crotch just for kicks was one of the three or four hardest things I've ever had to do. Red Panda. Yes? It doesn't help. Forget I said anything, then. Let's review your case file, shall we? You were recruited by the new Panda Division at the outbreak of hostilities, along with the rest of Canada's costumed crime fighters. The secret identity you provided my predecessor with is an obvious alias. The town you claim to have been born and raised in has either disappeared off the face of the earth or never existed at all. Your only known associate listed is a former teen sidekick who disappeared under mysterious circumstances. And the only proof of your existence prior to your first contact with the Ministry of Defense, a collection of newspaper clippings with subtle headlines like Masked Man Saves City and Red Panda Foils Monkey Cult. What am I to make of this? Paper mache? Don't be flip with me, soldier. You aren't a lone wolf anymore. You talk of the need for trust between us, and yet I know nothing about you. Do you think that is acceptable? Inevitable might be a better word, Major. But if there is a group of people even more secretive than mystery men, it's career intelligence officers. That pile of clippings may not be much, but it represents a good deal more than I know about you. If you cannot extend the same discretion to me, I have no choice but to submit my resignation. Don't get hysterical, Red Panda. That was a test. You passed. Had you responded differently, I would have had no choice but to remove you from active duty. I don't enjoy games, Major. As long as you play them well, it isn't important that you enjoy them. Now, as for your next assignment, we're spread a bit thin at the moment. I'll have to keep you on the home front until the Blue Panda returns from Nepal. Colonel Fitzking suggests I keep you busy with this. I have read the file and consider the matter of no great importance, but let us humor the Colonel, shall we? The Colonel hardly needs humoring, Major. I can only assume you have met Prime Minister King. It may surprise you to learn that much of our government is in the same state, crippled by a prototype German insanity ray. Our allies have asked us to keep the matter quiet so that the Nazis will think Ray is a failure and abandon their research. If it weren't for Colonel Fitzking's artificially augmented genius, we would have accidentally surrendered to the Norwegians by now. If he says that this is important, it is, and I intend to give it my full attention. So, more or less exactly what I told you to do? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. Um, well, if that's all... It isn't. Your relationship with Dr. Handbasket... Is none of your business, Major. Just see that it stays that way. Now get back to work. Will you look at this? What is it, Red? Look at the quantity of explosives that Frau Director considers to be of no great importance. Can you imagine? Why, Red? This can't be right. I'm afraid it is, my dear doctor. Nearly enough high-explosive power to level a city, all sold to one buyer loaded on a single train. 
Should I file this under unusual or oops? But these are industrial-grade explosives. They have no real military application. And surely saboteurs would use something more compact and difficult to trace. It just doesn't fit the pattern. I don't want to get so caught up in the pattern that I can't see what's right in front of my eyes. Is that what you think the Major is doing? Look here. This order was filled by Goat Corp and signed for by J. Phineas Goat himself. J. Phineas Goat? Don't pretend you don't know who that is. Founder and president of Goat Corp, one of the richest and most powerful men in the country. I'm what? I'm simply surprised to find him mixed up in this. What this, Red? Do you really think a man like J. Phineas Goat would allow himself to be involved in anything disloyal or illegal? Heavens, the number of cargo ships full of relief supplies he's lost to the U-boats between here and Britain. It isn't like he was on any of them, you know. Don't you start that with me, Red Panda. You aren't fighting this war by yourself, you know. We can't all be soldiers in the field or secret agents behind the lines, but there are millions of us all fighting in our own way. You're right, of course, Doctor. I'm sorry. It's all too easy to forget that without the workers in the factories, the householders recycling aluminium and the working man and woman pitching in by war bonds, our efforts would be meaningless. There wouldn't be a hope worth fighting for. No, there wouldn't. And I'm sure that J. Phineas Goat's heart is every bit as much in that fight as yours or mine. I hope you're right, Anna. In the meantime, I'm more interested in the buyer, DCI Enterprises. I've sent for their file. That'll be the destination and current location of our train. Hello, everybody. Hello, Hello Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. I have got a surprise for you. Oh, good. Well, what is it? The man? He was going to bring you, and I said no. No, no, no. I want to bring it to you. And then, and then you know what? Doctor, why don't you see about our train? What does he have? You know what? It looks like the file on DCI Enterprises. The people who bought the explosives? But why did they give it to him? You know what? What, Prime Minister? What, what? Some of the junior ranks aren't used to ignoring the Prime Minister. I'll see about the train. Prime Minister, here is a hard-boiled egg. I will trade you this for the file in your hand. I want a dollar. A dollar? Prime Minister, you are becoming very sleepy. No, I'm not. You are finding it difficult to stay awake. No, I'm not. You are asleep. No, I'm... Was that really necessary? And fun, yes. Here it is. The train left the Goat Corp explosives plant outside Calgary four days ago for points east. Some lengthy recoupling orders. I'm afraid I don't really follow... Guess what DCI stands for? Dynamiting Critters and Insects? Dorothea Chocolate International. Mind telling me what confectioners need several thousand tons of... Ex oh, Red, you were right. I'm sorry. We were both right, darling. I am a pig-headed ninny, and on this particular occasion, I happen to be right. Where is the train now? It passed by Ottawa an hour ago, en route to Montreal. Montreal? Soonest. Do you realize the chaos they could cause by blowing up the train yards at Montreal? Men and supplies cut off from the Maritimes? Why, this could be a precursor to invasion. But they're so far ahead. We have to alert the civilian authorities. What could they do? The first opportunity to stop them would be at the train yard. If that's where they plan to detonate the explosives, we haven't done much to help. I have to get on that train. Quickly, to the autogyro hangar. It's the only way. But, Doctor, there's no one to fly the craft once I'm on the train. I'm the only panda at the base. I think I can fly it. Don't you worry. Come on, Red Panda. Don't stand about. Haven't you heard there's a war on? Maybe fighting it your way for a while will do me some good. Meanwhile, 
on a mysterious cargo train hurtling towards its date with fiery destiny. Alright, you guys. Relax already. It's clear sailing from here to Montreal. Don't let the boss catch you goofing, nun sluggo. She's one mean fella. Listen to you, mugs. Boss? <laughs> mean? <laughs> I didn't take this job without doing some checking. Your big mean boss lady makes chocolate. Chocolate and kids candy. <laughs> I want to sit. I'm sitting. She don't like it. <laughs> she can bake my cookies. I just might do that. But boss, don't listen to him, nun. He don't know what he's saying. But I do. I know. I'd love to scatter your fat keister all over the countryside, sluggo. But I don't have time to stop and really enjoy myself. Now get back on guard before I forget I can't spare a single stick of dynamite and blow you so far apart they'll find your hat in hull and your wingtips in St. John. Hey, lady, boss... Come on, I didn't mean nothing by it. Put out a fuse, I... I'm begging you! Remember that feeling, you Neanderthal. The terror in your little rodent heart. The view as you grovel there on the floor, pleading with me for mercy. Soon this whole country will know that feeling. Soon all will cower before Dorothy Dynamite! <laughs> What was that sound? I'm pretty sure that was you laughing, boss. Silence! <coughs> Sounds like a motor. But no motor I've ever heard. Muggsy, Crusher, Leonard, get up on top and see what's happening. Hold this steady, Doctor. Get in close enough for me to jump. I only hope we're in time. We've got a chance now, thanks to your clever flying. Now, once I'm gone, you fly on ahead to the train yard at Montreal. Get them to pull the civilians back as far as they can, but not a word over the radio, do you understand? If they guess the jig is up, why, there's no telling what they'll do. Right. Good luck, Red Panda. And if you get a chance to try the zap gun... I promise I'll take detailed notes. See you soon. So far, so good. Now to find a way in. What the... Someone behind me! Hey, who the heck are... Oh, ow, should have thought to ask for a pony while I was at it. Hold it right there, Pally. No, I think not. Well, you, you kicked the gun right out of my hand. What kind of a freak are you? And what sort of pop gun is that supposed to be? It's called a zap gun. It has three settings, hurt, maim, and kill. Guess what it's set on now. You can either find out the hard way, or you and I can have a little chat about your boss. Why are you smiling? Why? Because... Oh, oh. Because I can see the three guys behind you. Looks like you get to find out all about the boss after all. Lucky you. Still with us. If you'd have slept much longer, you'd have missed all the fun. Get that mask off him, boys. <laughs> Got some kind of electric shock. 
I can't take his mask off. <laughs> Better men than you have tried, Sonny. Enough of these kids' games. I want to know who you are, and how you got here, or I'll have Crusher fry you with your own toy gun. Tough guy, huh? Should I go first? I already know everything I need to know about you, Dorothea McCoco. Founder of Dorothea Chocolatiers International, and I already know about your little plan to destroy the train yard at Montreal. The name is Dorothy Dynamite Stick, and if you think I'm after one little train yard, you're not half as smart as you think you are. You see, this train isn't just full of boring old dynamite, but the highest grade of experimental explosive. It's amazing what some men will do for their sweet. Phineas Goat. Now you're starting to get it. All we're doing in Montreal is recoupling. Each car and a different train bound for a different port city, each with enough firepower to leave crater where your harbors were. That should put an end to your country's meddling. And then, my darling Benito. Will notice me at last. Benito, as in Benito Mussolini. I met him at a fudge festival in Rome. I've never seen a man eat sweets like that. He was amazing, but he never knew I was alive. But all that will change once I've given him this country as a plaything. <laughs> I once saw Mussolini eat an lasagna off his bare chest with a salad spoon. The man is a pig. Silence! I've had enough. Crusher, get ready. Ah, uh, yes, boss. Any last requests? Why, yes. I'd like a drink, if I may. A drink? Yes. There's a flask in my right coat pocket. Crusher, give the professor a drink. Then blow his head off. We've got work to do. Right, boss. Here you go, Pally. Down the hatch. Thank you, Crusher. I'm almost sorry about this. The ropes. The gun. Take this, you serpentine saboteurs. He's too strong for us. We can't hold him. Run, boss. Run. She can't get far. As long as my manlanite-induced strength holds out, I could outrun this train. The door to the next car is sealed. She must have climbed up to the top. Well, why climb? Who can jump? There she is, at the front of the train. Hold it right there, Dorothy Dynamite. Don't move, you. This is the master detonator. One more step and I'll blow the whole train. We're close enough now to send Montreal back to the Stone Ages. She could be bluffing. Can't chance it though. Even with my speed, could never make it there before she throws the switch. Lucky thing I picked up the doctor's zap gun on the way out. Dorothy, stand away from the detonator. No, never. I'll die first. We'll all die. Not, I think, all of us. Now that's what I call a field test. J. Phineas Goat. Who's there? How did you get in my office? Where are you? I know about the explosives, Mr. Goat. 
Explosives. DCI Enterprises? Don't know what you're talking about. You didn't care who got hurt, did you? Just as long as you got your money. If you had any proof of this, you'd say it to my face. You wouldn't be hiding in the shadows. We'll meet face to face soon enough, goat. This is just a courtesy call. I'm bringing you a message. You and profiteers and saboteurs everywhere. I'll be watching you, J. Phineas Goat. The Red Panda will be watching. Tune in next week for another thrilling adventure of The Red Panda! You have been listening to Decoder Ring Theater's presentation of The Red Panda, Episode 1, The Case of the Dynamite Dame. Written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons. Featuring the vocal talents of Stephanie Bickford, Gregory Z. Cook, Richard Dennison, Stephen Gauchy, Adrian Rogers, and Greg Taylor. This story and all the characters featured therein are fictional creations and are entirely the property of the producers. No portion of this program may be ported, reprint, or retransmitted without the express written permission of the producers. Any person considering this program as a valid source of historical information should have their head examined by a trained professional. The Red Panda was recorded and engineered at Raven Sound in Toronto. Until next time, this is Gregory Z. Cook saying bye-bye and bye, Bonds. So, do you like comedy? If you do, then Friday Follies might be just the feed for you. From the Mutual Audio Network, every Friday we bring you a selection of hilarious audio drama. And you can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Friday Follies, or you could subscribe to the main Mutual Audio Network feed. It's up to you. Find us there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.